welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, we love bringing people to you who are not only going to provide you with unbelievable service and provide you with something that you might not be able to get anywhere else, something truly unique, but we also love it when we can bring on great marketers. Today, we've got a double whammy here. Uh, We've got Dr. Travis Perry. Now, Travis is an amazing coach, and we're going to spend some time talking about that, but not only is he, he's you're an amazing coach, but he markets like nobody else. And I want you to all understand this before I even welcome him to the show. Not only does he have a book, which just came out, we'll make sure that we have that in the show notes because it's awesome. But he also video blogs, blogs. He has an unbelievable social media presence. He podcasts. And then on top of that, he does video too. So he is firing on all cylinders that we've talked about here at Proudmouth for a really long time. And of course, that begs the question, which is how in God's name does he have time to do it all? And he's also a time management whiz. So we're going to talk a little bit about that too. So Travis, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me. I've never been introduced as a marketing anything. So this is a, a <laughs> I appreciate that. We have been very impressed. In fact, Kirk and I spent a little bit of time today going over all of your stuff. And Kirk just was like, dude, and he does this. Oh my God. And he does this. Well, first off, we need to find about, find your story because I think, yeah, where you have come from to where you are now with the book achieving balance with your life balance with your rather demanding family life because you have you have six kids now six, six. and one on the way by one the way hey dude All why right. not right uh, well you got six seven's a perfect number right Um, But on top of that you know you are a very very busy person you speak all over the country so how did you make a transition because you were an advisor at one point and how did you become yeah. who you are now? Really good question. So I was with Northwestern Mutual when I got started. Um, I fell into the industry, into State Farm. A friend was like, hey, I've got a sales job. You want to do this while you're going to school? I'm like, insurance, what's that? But I wanted to be a financial advisor. So I started there. And when I got into Northwestern, they have such a great training program. They really did. And, you know, most of these big BDs, they have to because most uh, advisors don't stick. And I wanted to be one of them that stuck. My persistence and my stubbornness brought me through it, but I wasn't making a ton of money. In fact, I looked back on my four years of college, actually three years in the internship and realized I made about the same as somebody flipping burgers <laughs> because of the time that you put into it, you know, is the return on investment. But as I was going full time on that, I was married, had two kids at that time, my wife and I, you know, trying to juggle the schedules. It was pretty hectic because they want you to work nights, weekends, um, pretty much 24 seven, like it just got to that point where I'm like, I thought you guys sold me on the flexibility and the financial freedom. That was a good fit. But now I'm starting to feel pretty, you know, pulled in every direction. As I was feeling that, man, I, I hit 25 and I was like, wow, my health was not what it used to be when I was 20. It was starting to catch up to me. 
there was some strain in my wife and I's relationship, quite honestly. And in addition to that, I was just like, wow, there's got to be something that I'm missing. What am I doing wrong? I started to get some help and I started to get some training, realized, yeah, I need, I need to manage my time better. And maybe it's this big BD. Maybe it's their fault. So I'm going to start my own business. Holy cow. Um, starting my own and going off on my own to do that, you know, it, it's one thing to be independent. But then I realized how much of like the support I missed. So it was kind of a two-edged sword. Northwestern has you like other, you know, big BDs. They've, they've got you kind of uh, in their system, but you're also in their system. So I had to create all these new systems. And quite honestly, man, I got caught up in everybody else starting a business. Logo design, where I have my office, all of the things, all the shiny objects. So I decided to do some training at that point and get coached on how to manage my time better. And that's kind of where it all came to a head. In addition to that, kind of what got me really thinking about it deeper was my father, who was 49, all of a sudden passed away of a heart attack on a mountain bike ride. And it left me in paralysis. I was just shocked, stunned. And here I was, 26 years old, speaking at my father's funeral. Like, what am I doing? Like, th it was just a total nightmare. Our family went through a lot of things, which I won't, you know, have to mention all details here. But that was the catalyst that really just pushed me over the edge. Like, Travis, you need to figure this out. My dad was an awesome guy. I loved him. We had a great relationship. He was phenomenal. So I have a lot to look up to. But then I had a lot of fear and trepidation of, I need to live past 50. My wife wants me to. My kids need me to. And so that, that really pushed me to figure out what I needed to do. And through that journey, you have created, for lack of a better explanation, a, a, an actual system, right? And you said something right at the beginning, which you were pulled, you felt like you were pulled in every direction. I know that advisors feel that way all the time, Travis. I mean, they feel, again, they have to be they have to be the event planner and then they have to be HR and they have to be payroll and they have to be compliance. They have to be all of those things. How do you help advisors achieve that balance? How do you help them figure out where they should be focusing? And then what do they do with the other things that they shouldn't focus? Now, I know that's a huge question, but why don't we start at the beginning that we can get a little bit more granular as we want. Yeah, just kind of revisit that. Like, what is balance? For me, that 1980s version of balance is not what balance is today. It's not that I'm going to directly proportion all 10 areas of my life perfectly so that I'm balanced. Like, that is not a thing anymore. A technology has destroyed those boundaries that we could say, I'm going to close the door or, uh, the office and go home because you didn't have a laptop in 1980s. You didn't even have a cell phone. My dad had like a a briefcase. I'm like, dad, what is that? Like, they call this a cellular telephone, son. I'm like, what? Like, you can make calls from your car if you need to. Like, we've got it in our pocket. We have supercomputers in our pocket. And it's just destroyed boundaries. So I think what, what people need, advisors especially, need to know is what are my priorities? And when you live your highest priorities in life, doesn't mean you're spending all your time there. But when you put those at the very top, your physical health, your relationships, whatever it is for you, that's what advisors have told me is when they feel balanced the most. And that's what I've experienced. And that's what I've studied in school to try to figure that out. 
I remember the first conference that I went to in financial services many, 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 many years ago. You know, it was it was a badge of honor. I work 80 hours a week. You don't know anything. I work 80 hours, twice as much as you do. I plan on dying at my desk. And, and I remember looking at one of my uh, co-workers, and I'm like, that dude's going to die here. <laughs> you know, blood vessels popped in his nose from high blood pressure, way overweight, eating terribly, breathing, sweating. And I'm just like, how is this a badge of honor? Do you think, Travis, that there has been a consciousness shift with it, the advisor community so that they are living their life with their 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 highest directive, their highest purpose, their highest focus. Do you th do you think that's happened yet, or am I just dreaming here? I think it's starting to with younger advisors. Right, we have gone from the information age to the experience age. People want to travel now before they do school. They want to experience life. They want to experience life before they have children. And what they don't understand, and this is the last section of the book, is actually having children is what we all crave. Maybe not necessarily the physical act, but having the next generation that we're able to give a legacy to, which advisors talk all the time, legacy, 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 that that actually is the number one motivator of society today, but yet we want these experiences. And so I think in a way, millennials think that they're creating better work-life balance, but yet they're really struggling with staying present. So you've got the older generation, like we can be present because we're not addicted to our toys, but we're, we're going to work 80 hours a week. And then you've got the millennial generation who's like, yeah, we don't work 80 hours, but we're on our phone all day long. So it doesn't feel like we're working, but we are. Does that make sense? It does. It does make a lot of sense. And I think that finding that balance, and I think finding that balance is a little bit different for everybody. And it's not a light switch. Do you agree with that? It's not like, oh, today I'm not going to be that way anymore. How do you help people do that over time, though? That's one of the things I think achieving balance. I love how you call it achieving balance, not balance today. Yeah. That's my wife's idea, by the way, we were camping and she woke up in the morning. She's like, I have the title for your book. I was like, okay. <laughs> she's like, it's achieving balance. I'm like, you nailed it. And it, it's true because it's not this, I've, I have arrived. I'm balanced. It's no, it's an everyday struggle. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm so grateful for you guys. You help keep me balance because I have to show up and I, I can't, I cannot be in, uh, incongruent with what I do and what I teach you. So in a way, this is really helping me, you know, as just like you have a nice podcast and you're giving me tips, like it really helps you, I'm sure to be at the top of my best practice. So I think that that's incredibly important as, as we move forward and understand that it's a moving target. It's fluctuating. Even the cover of my book has, you know, kind of this teeter-totter action on the time uh, pendulum because we're constantly balancing work and home, work and personal. Well, and because of life, things change so dramatically and so quickly, right? I mean, I don't think anybody would have expected the nation to be shut down for an entire year, right? I didn't think that, you know, I don't think people were prepared for some of the things that have really become very difficult. And you talk about, you have four areas that you really, really focus on when it, when it talks, when you're talking about achieving balance. And, and we were talking about this before we got on, but 
a wise person once told me that that for everything that you want in life, you have to give up something proportionate to that want. And you can only give up five things, time, talents, relationships, treasures, and control. And you've got four out of the five. And then you just told me, do I talk about control all the time? How do you begin? So let's talk about when somebody engages you, where do you even start? Because I always found, and we find it now, goodness gracious, here at Proudmouth, it's just getting people to interrupt their pattern and do something different that's going to change their life. What do you do to get them there, dude? Yes, you wrote the marketing secrets, huh? So I think the big thing is just having the conversation. Like I've done since I I thought, quite honestly, man, I thought I left the financial advising space. I thought I left the industry. It's like, hallelujah, that was killing me. I thought I wanted to be a financial planner. I'm so done. I washed my hands of it. I'm like, I'm going to go hide in academia. I'm going to find out what I'm going to be when I grow up. Right. And and it was that experience that really rocked me. And it was like, well, you've created this time management system and you want to be a coach. So I started doing that while I was going through school and did a psychology master's. And I I realized that through that experience, I did kind of become a Phoenix. I became this different person when I graduated and I went on to do the PhD to test what I created. And guess what? At the end of all that, I came back to the industry because I realized this is the industry that probably needs me the most. And the research shows that the research shows that. So I think having the conversations about it, one of the biggest things that people tell me at the end of like just a consult, I call it a discovery call. I say, what, what's been the best part of this? And they say every time, it's just so good to talk to someone about this. Like you're not a therapist. You're not you know, trying to shrink me. You're not my spouse telling me what I should or shouldn't do. You're not my assistant telling me you know, you're a bad business owner. You're just somebody else. And I'm like, yeah, it's good to talk about it because it's a real issue that we sweep under the rug. And like you mentioned, where is a badge of courage and honor at conferences, but it's not helping. It's killing us. It's causing stress. It's worrying us. It's in our psychology and it's stuck in our subconscious. And quite honestly, it's not helping us to be the best advisor out there. Right. The best advisor, the best human, the best employer, the best, all of those things. When you're out of balance, things, it's just like, my kids have, we bought our kids a car, which was good and bad. And one of the cylinders was not firing correctly. And the car was running horribly, dude. And, you know, so we took it to AutoZone and they you can plug this little computer in. It's really freaking cool. I right? plug the computer in. This is an old car, by the way. Plug it in. And took it back to the register. And like, yeah, cylinder number five is off. Here's what you need. So I was like, it's going to cost me 10 grand. It cost me $35 for the part. We replaced that part, Travis. Man, car runs brand new. So I I like that analogy because if one of your cylinders in life is out, right? So here's the thing. I come to you. So I'm an advisor. I come to you. I'm sitting there. We go through discovery. And you say, I think you should work on these areas. Do you do that? Or do you say, which of these five areas do you want to work on? And then walk me through one of the four major areas and how you attack that. Yeah. So I think after we have my initial consultation with people, usually what it comes down to, that's a psychological deep dive. And so they know where they're stuck psychologically. And a lot of times that's built in fear, which is chapter 14 of the book. We talk about fear. 
Nobody wants to talk about it because financial advisors, we're these tough guys, you know, type A personalities, and we've got it all. We're the brass and because we need to be, right? That's kind of the industry expectation is to kind of be the lead on that. So we don't talk, shh, and talk about that. Yet subconscious level, it's important to address those fears for what they are subconsciously. The next thing that I typically do with people is the behavioral deep dive. Okay, here's what you're thinking. Now, what are you doing? And so then I help break down with them what they're actually doing every single day or at least on an average, and I help them find their sweet spot. Right before this, you said something to me. You said, two fingers, Travis, in front of the mic. That's the sweet spot where you should be, right? And it's totally true. Sweet spot is where the mic sounds the best. So if I talk way out here, like it's not, it, it, you can tell the difference. Well, just like financial advisors, they have a sweet spot in their daily routines. And when they're hitting it, dude, they feel on fire. Like today was awesome. It was such a great day. I'm helping people. I'm saving the world, you know, whatever. But when they're stuck in those things they don't like doing or that are not, or they're taking away from the things that they should, they're not in their sweet spot, they feel it and they're frustrated. You know what happens? They work more and they do more of the stuff that they shouldn't be doing as a way to feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to work on this instead of doing less and just focusing on the things that they should do. I work less than 30 hours a week. I don't wear that with a badge. I'm just saying I do. I have a multiple six-figure business because I do less. And what I've been finding too is the the more laser focused we can get them and we, we call it staying in your lane and, and we do that here right so and, and we're going to change gears just a little bit because you have been able to do extraordinary marketing without killing yourself on the 30 hours a week right and so I want advisors, so, so we had a two-pronged reason why we wanted Travis on the podcast. Number one is because we really hope that you hire him. I'm just going to say that flat out. All of you need it because uh, most of you are terribly out of balance. I love you all and you know that, but most of you are terribly out of balance. And it's really nice to know that there are people out there that can help you focus and, and figure out what that sweet spot is, where you need to be in order to perform your best because you are an expert and it is your duty to do the best you can for your clients. But the second part of this is, is how do you execute that? Because some of you are thinking, well, God, Matt, come on, Travis, do we, we, I got too much stuff to do. How do you help people rescind the control or delegate in order to make it so that they can stay in their sweet spot without having to do absolutely everything? Yeah. So once they really define what that sweet spot is, it's all about doing three things, automate, delegate, or delete. If there's something that I know I, I could do that, but I don't really want to, I automate it. For example, my calendar. Everything is on Calendly. I've got it all set up. And when it works, when the technology is working, it works great. There's times where I've got to fix it or, I've, you know, I've got my assistant who can help me figure it out. But I automate basically all of those things that I know I'm pretty good at, but probably shouldn't be doing all the time. I delegate things either completely or mostly to my team members. I don't want to do my bookkeeping. I don't, I care about my taxes. I, I don't want to do them. So, you know, I delegate the majority of that, like 90%. And I'll even pay, you know, $100 a month to have somebody take care of my books. Why? Because this can take me several hours. That is not worth it to me. Like I, I'm, wor I'm worth $1,500 an hour. So why don't I 
pay somebody else to do that, right? It just depends on how you look at it. And then the last is, why am I doing this at all? <laughs> should, should, should I even be doing this if it's not in my sweet spot or even a couple of things down? Then you probably ought to just get rid of it, delete it. Sometimes those activities really are just there because you do them to avoid other activities, avoidance behaviors. And that is really important to, to understand. You either delegate, automate, or delete those activities and have really good people that you can give that stuff to when you delegate or the, the software that, that is effective. I want to dive into your marketing just a little bit. Sure. This is a marketing podcast. You have a substantial amount of client relationships, right? So you do very similar things in financial. You meet with your clients, you know, you're talking to them, you do work for them between the meetings, all of the same stuff financial advisors do. You said you're working about 30 hours a week, which by the way, I think a lot of us are going to realize here in the near future that that's really a good balance. Amen. And, and then you're still producing all of this stuff dude you've got a podcast you've got the videos you just wrote a freaking book how how did you how did you manage all of that and maintain the fact that you're an entrepreneur and you're a business person and you're helping people i've had great people coach me i have invested a lot of money into my own education and into my mentors and i always have a coach it's usually not the same one I use coaches for six to 12 months and they help me with something very specific. And I say, thank you. I needed that. And even if it wasn't all everything that I thought it would be, there's usually two or three things that change my, my world because I learn from them I'm constantly learning step one. Now, as far as the marketing goes, I realized over time using various different coaches that I really needed to niche into who, I am trying to get as my client. And once I finally, with some help of several coaches, realized these are financial advisors, then I had to find what was it they actually wanted to hear from me, <laughs> right? Step two, uh, find what is it that they wanted. That only happens when you interview them, when you talk to them, when you have those conversations. But I needed something to interview them about. I have all this knowledge. I could teach a plethora of different courses. I have books all over my shelves and I've been to the university, but my biggest thing was balance and I did it wrong. I started preaching to the public. It was consumers about relationships and trying to bring in balance on the side. And then I went to advisors and I thought, well, okay, advisors, you're my people. So I'm going to help you, but then I'm going to go on this spin of relationships with advisors. And that got me some traction, but it really wasn't there. And it wasn't until I figured out what they needed was balance. And from balance, then I can go to other different areas if I'd like, right? We can talk relationships. We can talk finances because they need financial help just like anybody else. <laughs> so so that's where I, I transition is, is uh, once I knew what they wanted, then I wrote the book. And from day one, it was actually a year ago today, well, not today, about last week, a year ago, Matt, where I went on social and said, I'm writing this book. Ooh. I didn't write the book for six months later. I didn't even write a word. But because I began the process of discussing the book, bringing it out, it was the one focus that I had. And I did not lose focus for six months straight. 
when I hit my sales goals that came in because of the, what the book did for me, and you could insert podcast, you could insert vlog, you could insert blog, you could whatever, you know, YouTube, whatever. You just hit that hard. And then as soon as I was able to promote it for that long, then I wrote it. And here's how I did it. I had already created a course that advisors could go through, but I didn't create that all at once. Um, and this is the long, Matt, I can keep going on this, but <laughs> drink up. So the, 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 the long of this was that the coach I had before said, don't try, try to create a course and then try to sell it to people as you're coaching them. Create the idea, get an outline, get it ready. And once you sell it, then stay one week ahead. And honestly, my very first client, Michael Smith, Michael, I love you. If you're listening to this, he was fantastic. I told him after, hey, you were my very first client that went through this whole process with me. I've done this for lots of other people in different ways, but this is how, how this worked. I stayed one step ahead, but I had all the content. It was all in my head. You were paying me to complete the course. He loved it. He thought it was great. He's in my book. Um, <laughs> and, and after I had the course, I already had the content for the book. I have another course I created. I did the exact same way. And that'll be my next book. And what I did is once I get to that six month mark, I hit my sales goals. I press transcribe on rev.com and I paid $700. It transcribed for me. I said, editor, here you go. I paid a few thousand dollars for my editor to write most of the book. And then she said, okay, time to put in a story here, 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 here. You get to write chapter one and chapter 14. Yeah. Sweet. So I've delegated, I've lived what I preach and teach to people. I let go of the control. Who wouldn't want to write every single word of their book? Like it's your baby. No, you transcribe it. And then <laughs> you spend most of your time finessing it. Yeah. And I learned that in writing my dissertation. You, you don't have to write every single word. You can get help. So I highly recommend it. Well, so I'm going to proud mouth what you just said there, which is what we have found the most successful marketers do is they have a very specific piece of content, whether it's a course, a book, a vlog, a blog or whatever. And then they use that to create lots of other pieces of content. And you are the perfect person for that. You have absolutely done that, right? It's interesting because you've kind of moved between some of the different medias that you can use. Like, I mean, taking a course and turning it into a book, that's freaking brilliant, right? And now you've got the book. Now you've got content for every podcast you're ever going to probably do because you got it in the freaking book, right? You also have a book. Plus, you can give the book to somebody to help you write social media copy. And now, uh, this is a shameless plug, but I have to do this because um, we just recently got sponsored by Restream and you're starting to use something to maximize the fact that you can do live streaming, shoot high quality video and also pull it out. It's a podcast at the same time. And so now you're even more succinct with your time, dude. I mean, it's like a gift, brother, right? Like yeah. I, we call it that single point of entry, the single point of entry that can create all the other pieces of content. Now, do you have people internally who help create all of your social media stuff? How much time do you spend on that? And how did you find somebody that you felt comfortable delegating that to? For whatever reason, I want to bring up Derek Notman's name. Yeah, Derek okay. and I, yeah. we got connected. I think that's how you and I are connected because of Derek. Yep. Um, you know, it was interesting as I was, as I was bringing this content out to the world, I was using Facebook and LinkedIn. 
And Facebook has, you know, their business page and LinkedIn. I had LinkedIn since 2009. I kind of dusted it off and it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's see if this puppy will work. And I thought, no, let's do Facebook ads. And I tried Facebook ads and failed miserably too much money to try to figure it out. And so I thought, what can I do organically? LinkedIn. LinkedIn has advisors all over the place. That's where my market is. If your market is Facebook, if your market is Twitter, if it's Instagram, if that's, if that's where they are at, go there and go and do one really well. Derek Notman does this extremely well. And I picked his brain and he gave me some great ideas. I talked to some others. I got some coaching. I purchased a book all about LinkedIn. You know, I dug into it and I realized this is going to be my one thing. But so when I'm on LinkedIn, when LinkedIn Live became a thing, I got I got one of one of their streams and it took me several attempts. But then exactly what you said, I'm going to figure out how can I use this other content for other places like YouTube and Facebook and I'll keep I'll keep the messaging going, but it's all happening through Zoom, through Restream, to LinkedIn Live, to LinkedIn, to my people. And as I did that, I've been able to start finding people who work in the same space like you, uh, someone else that just got off the phone who just does DI for advisors. Like there's a lot of different people who are now I'm starting to connect with. And now all of our voices are banding together and we're able to scratch each other's back. And the marketing is now just, it's snowballing. I went from average hundred views on, on, a, on an educational topic to 1500 views because of how I've hit it. And then with LinkedIn, I actually don't have a social media team. I'm it because I'll tell you, when I put on organic content and I am nursing that throughout the week, it does so much better than if I, I do Agora Pulse. And so I can calendar some, some stuff here and there, and I'll have everything, I'll have something at once a day, but there's one main topic that I have. I let it go on Monday and I nurse it the entire week. And then the next week I do the exact same thing. So one main post a week. And that has been great because I get organic people, uh, you know, content views, likes and shares. And I just connect with those people and say, Hey, thanks. Thanks for supporting. I'd love to connect with you. That's it. Very easy. And then if they want to connect with me and they're interested, they usually say something. And then I create a conversation. It's very natural and it's easy. So we call it opt-in marketing and you're, that's exactly what you're doing. I'm just putting it into our terminology. And yeah. as, I, as I had said to you at the beginning, one of the things that we say, and this is why I believe you're so successful, is you have to find your ideal client or prospect in what media, social media they prefer you have to be there and then you have to communicate with them with organic content. And that's exactly, you're firing on all of those cylinders and marketing that is perfection when it comes to marketing, right? Now, is it work? Absolutely. Do you need to monitor? Absolutely. But let's break down. So you're a time management dude, right? So it's all about balance. How many hours a week are you actively marketing your coaching company? I mean, maybe five hours a week. Okay. And most of the other time, I mean, me personally, that I'm putting into it because I'll, I will. And here's, here's the other way I, I restream this, Matt, on my coaching calls with my clients, I will give a tip at the very beginning of my coaching meeting with all of my clients mm -hmm. and I'll mute all of their mics, turn everything off. And I'm giving a tip when I'm done, it's recorded. 
-hmm. And it also is connected because it's on Zoom. It's connected to otter.ai, which then transcribes the whole thing. And I spend about mm, 15 minutes where I download it, I edit it, I take the tip out, I copy the transcript, I put it into a blog, and I send that link to my assistant. Mm -hmm. She finalizes it, sends it out in an email, and then I take it and I post it Monday mornings live as a video. Oh, and I also, I, I put it to Rev and Rev does the captions underneath it. Okay. So I do two type of automations there because it saves me time. It costs me, you know, $5 a month for Otter and like $3 a, a video to do the captions on Rev. So I have that ready to go. And that becomes my email newsletter for the week. It goes onto LinkedIn and, and then it, it uh, I don't have to think, oh, what am I going to do for a tip this week? Hmm. No, I do it one time and then I repurpose it throughout the week. And then what's great is then I use Agora Pulse, which is, you know, a social media content you know, messaging. And I will, I will, I will several months later, I'll say, Hey, here's a Thursday throwback. Right. And I use that same thing. And I, now I have them to my blog and on the blog at the very bottom of every blog is get the book, get the book. Like it, that's the focus. Like every time it's just getting them interacting so it really has been a combination of so many of those factors, but restream your stuff, get it to the, your actual audience in the form that they like it. And then later that week, I will then take that live video and I, um, um, I'll, I'll spend another you know, 20 minutes putting it into a LinkedIn article. Yep. Reposting it again, repurposing it in a different form and, and using that as something to then share again. So, uh advisors who are listening to this you can have really focused robust amazingly engaging marketing by just following the whole system that travis just said i mean that that is absolutely everything that we have found will one allow you to talk to your ideal clients and they're going to listen because you're talking directly to them number two not kill yourself on time number three use your thought leadership over and over and over again you know life insurance guys always tell me you know matt you can spend that same dollar seven times before and i'm like oh yeah well, i know exactly what you're talking about with the cash value life insurance policy and private banking or personal banking or whatever you want to call it i get all that well you do the same freaking thing with your content right why don't you do that and you're already talking to your clients travis just said that these are what i already talked to my people about why aren't you doing that and if you're concerned about compliance i'll tell you right now it's very easy to get by that because Anyway, there's some just some really good systems that you don't have to worry about that, like you don't use their freaking name or whatever, whatever. But anyway, Travis, I want to that that to me that there was the golden nugget for our podcast. I love how you just broke all of that down. Uh, I'm going to send that to my team. We're going to quote you on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's why we exist, brother. I mean, we want we want to it's the rock star approach, right? Well, our goal is for you to show up, you do your thing, drop the mic, we do everything else for you, which is almost every single solitary thing that you said that you do kind of independently. Now you have delegated a lot of that new software, which is magnificent. But I think that's really cool. Now to thank you so much for giving our audience great knowledge, not just on how to focus and how to take that first step to achieve balance in your life, but also to talk a little bit about how you manage marketing without killing yourself yeah. and everybody if you connect with him on linkedin which you should if you have not you're going to see the quality of content is unbelievable and he just told you how he did it without killing himself 
But if people want to engage you, Travis, if somebody wants to hire you and they're like, dude, I love this guy. I feel it. There's a connection there. What should they do? Two places. I'd go to achievingbalancebook.com, achievingbalancebook.com. And right now I still have it up as a, a, a free book. They can just pay the shipping anywhere in the United States, some places uh, in Europe, you know, um, we'll ship it to you. Just, just pay for the shipping. And that's a great first start. If you're like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. I want to learn more about his stuff. Do that. Um, the book is great. Uh, it's, you know, amazing reviews on Amazon. It's a number one bestseller internationally. It has my entire process. You just heard me tell you I transcribed my course. Uh, obviously, it, it it does have some bonuses. It has some worksheets and things that go along with it. It's not the course. Like if you want the course, you can get that too. But really, if they want if they want to get the first step. I'm a big believer, Matt, in if you want a long-term relationship, you don't, you know, tell the person, I want to marry you first date. You might think that, <laughs> but you want to try it out. So, so try it out. Uh, get the book. If you're like, no, I'm way past that. Travis, I love everything you just said. I want to, you know, I want to engage right now. Go to Travis Perry with an A, travisperry.com forward slash coaching and set up a, a time for us to chat. It's a discovery call. And I will do exactly what I just talked to Matt about the psychological deep dive. We'll find where it's hurting, what's going on psychologically. That's my coaching background. That's my psychology background. You will leave with clarity that you've never felt before just by talking this through. It's not sales. It's not you know a long-term ending in, hey, we're going to now charge you whatever for a year. It is just the first step. And it's it's a, it's a $500 value. I'll do it free for your listeners and thanks in return. So so do those two things, travisperry.com forward slash coaching or go to achievingbalancebook.com and grab it before we have to start charging for the book. All right. We'll make sure that we have those in the show notes when this goes out. Travis, thank you so much, man. First off, as, a, as a, an amazing marketer, I want to thank you for doing such good work in our field. And then number two, that good work allows you to help more people. And anybody who is going to come into financial services with a singular focus to help people have better balance in their life is entirely commendable. And I greatly appreciate all of your hard work. Thank you, Matt. And just so that everybody knows, this is a great time to talk about it. There will be a podcast that comes from this book, um, <laughs> Repurpose Content, right? Here's your, and I've got great guests that will be on that podcast because I want to continue sharing this message. So I uh, thank you for the work that you do. Thanks, man. Well, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And also, there's somebody that you know that needed to hear this. Uh, and the best way to do that is to go ahead and share this podcast. All you have to do is click share. Share it with, with your other fellow advisors, other business people who you know, who you know are out of balance and really, truly need to achieve balance in their life. So for Travis and all of us here at Proudmouth, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how you can be your own loud, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend our educational webinars, and sign up for our new Influence Accelerator Academy, where you too can learn how to truly be an influencer in your space. Have a wonderful day.